guys. Welcome to the We Need to Calm Down podcast. I'm Devin. And I'm Joe. And this is a show where we talk about... Nope, 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 nope. Taylor Swift dropped a new album again. Again. Again? Uh, again. I know this. Again. Evermore. We have to go through this again. This is another emergency episode. Uh, we did not plan to put one out tonight, but we have to talk about it. We have no time for pleasantries. We have to talk about this immediately. Let's discuss. Okay, so <laughs> I think was I asleep this time, or were you asleep this time, or were both of us asleep this time? Um, so I had slept in accidentally. I was I woke up late this morning, and I had gotten a text from another Taylor Swift friend of mine, not even you. And I had texted you. So you were technically asleep, but I was busy running around trying to get ready for work. So both of us were not on our game this morning. <laughs> I, I, To be fair, I'm never on my game when Taylor Swift releases an album, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, <laughs> I just can't. I still can't get over it. So remember over when it. we were like, oh, this isn't going to be this is going to be her last album for a while. Folklore, because she's re-recording her albums. I think like I want to say I tried to find it, but I think like. Earlier when we were talking about eight, I was or folklore. I was like in one of the earlier episodes. I was like, yeah, what if she just like releases another one like really soon, like really soon? I sw- I don't know. I don't have any proof that I said that, but for some reason I feel like I did. Uh, as a joke, I did not mean for that to come true. So apparently, I have to watch what I say or say a lot more things because at this point, like, how bad is this? This isn't too bad putting it out into the world t swift we did have a we did so i also listened to the first episode we did when we did this episode for folklore and i will say our reaction in the morning of folklore was significantly different than our reaction this morning forevermore i was already stressed out this morning because i was running (laughs) late and then all i was thinking like instead of oh my gosh we're getting a new album this is so exciting i was just like does she sleep like now I got to I got to go to work and I'm going to be busy at work and I got to figure out how we're going to promote this and what we're going to do and it was just very stressful. Like I will admit I was a lot more stressed out about this release than I was with folklore. It's we, we I mean to be completely honest with the audience, we were like wow, having this podcast makes us less excited for this new stuff just because we had a whole we we had like a whole meeting to discuss our the rest of the year content that we were going to do and we made some of it we flex, had it planned so out. that way we had a whole thing planned out uh and like we knew there was going to be some news in there so we're like this episode can get moved like put an asterisk here but like this one should stay here blah 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 and it, all of that's gone now again that's the second time just second time just when i thought taylor swift could not surprise me even more she just does it again I no think, regard um, I think we should then we should be careful and just never plan anything for the show ever again because the second we do, T Swift Ten is gonna be. We were doing so good. We haven't even finished our folklore song breakdowns. Mm-mm. We have so much to do, but uh, we should talk about this evermore thing that everyone's talking about. So she posted Devin, a lot today. She posted a like an essay and a half. Mm-hmm. So, Devin, what did she post today? All right. So she posted three different things on Twitter that are just novels in themselves. But we're going to point out the few things in each post that we want to highlight. So the first thing that she posted was uh, she says, I'm elated to tell you that my ninth studio album and Folklore's sister record 
will be out tonight at midnight eastern it's called evermore so then she goes on to say to put it plainly we couldn't stop writing songs which is crazy to me like they just kept going like how many songs are there that we just don't know about that she wrote for this era millions actual millions then she talks about (laughs) she says putting it plainly and then putting it poetically which i think is a really big theme for this era is just poeticism i don't know if that's a word but just poetic nature and they're standing at the edge of folklorian woods and they had a choice to turn and go back or to travel further into the forest of music and they chose to wander in deeper um she says if folklorian is a word poeticism is a word okay okay (laughs) she talks about escapism again she talks about uh, that these tales are imaginary and non-imaginary, which, again, kind of draws back to folklore with things that are true, things that are just made up in her head. Uh, she's been writing these songs with Aaron Dessner, Jack Antonoff, WB, a.k.a. William Bowery, and Justin Vernon. Um, there's some new features that we'll talk about a little bit later. Then the second post she talks about is... She goes on to say, ever since I was 13, I've been excited about turning 31 because it's my lucky number backwards, which I don't know how we didn't catch that she was turning 31 this year. And that's the inverse of 13. Well, that's because I incorrectly said that she was turning 33 this year. And, that and someone called is, you out on it. Yeah. So I yeah. apologize for that. <laughs> so she's, she's giving us a birthday surprise. Uh, she goes on to say that. There's 15 tracks on the standard edition, and then the, the deluxe physical edition will include two bonus tracks, Right Where You Left Me, and It's Time to Go. It's interesting. So, like she said, this is her birthday. Pre- yeah, like you said, this is our birthday present mm-hmm. to us because we've been so good to her for her birthday. I've given her nothing over the years except love and undying love and gratification. But Which is that's a lot. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of money, actually. I've <laughs> done yeah. that too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's interesting. She says the physical edition will have the two bonus tracks, but. The physical edition is not available to pre-order currently. So when she dropped Folklore, she put out eight different versions of the album. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just the one digital this time. The digital version will have photos. 16 that co- photos? 16 yeah, photos that come with it. Yeah. Um, which will be all over Instagram, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. We might even steal them for, for our backgrounds here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. It's it's interesting. Like I I was I immediately grabbed my wallet and like and like tried to reassure it, but like it was like, yeah, dude, you have nothing to worry about. You can't buy anything. You can buy a digital copy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So yeah, like there's there's nothing for me to spend money on, which is great. Mm-hmm. Thank you know God. her store is gonna blow up at midnight. Oh, it's though. gonna blow up in the next days, and I'm excited for next September to get my stuff that I order. Um, have you gotten all the stuff from folklore? I have gotten all the stuff from folklore. The last thing is I did order the cardigan sweater, um, key or ornament Christmas ornament. And that just shipped today. So weirdly enough, um, the, the two new bonus tracks is also interesting. Um, they are on the same release schedule, uh, as folklore. So we are getting these two extra tracks, uh, like the lakes was, which is interesting because how she mentioned that in the Long Pond Studio session that she wanted Hoax to be the perfect end cap for this album, but she also loved lakes as the perfect end cap for this album. So I wonder if that's the reason that mm-hmm. we're getting these extra two or alternate if, endings, maybe alternate endings. Yeah, like something along those lines. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. This is going to be a lot of speculation this episode. Buckle up. <laughs> yes. And then the third post, she talks about tonight the story continues, stress on the word continues, as the music video for Willow drops at midnight Eastern. And then she goes on to credit all of these people who worked on her team, which of course she does. She's a wonderful woman. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that she does that because you really don't see that from a lot of people, but she really makes a point too. Uh, we're getting the exact same release schedule as uh, Folklore. Like I said, like she With is cardigan. keeping this. This is a sequel, tr- true and true. It's not a fresh new album. Same kind of aesthetic. Um, and with Cardigan, yeah, the, except the only difference is Willow is the first track on the item. Cardigan was the second. So mm-hmm. that is a mild difference, still really close. But yeah, Midnight, we get an, a new album or a new music video and an album just to go with it. Because why not? So that is everything she has said. So let us discuss. I see here you have the definition of Evermore because... As I Webster thought it was Dictionary says. <laughs> no, it's funny because last time we did the definition of folklore, I don't think we really need the full definition of Evermore, but mm-hmm. Taylor has, if anything, shown us over the last couple of months slash year that words are just ever increasingly becoming more and more important to her. So I think it's 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 not crazy to overanalyze the words that she uses and picks. So I think Evermore is a is a very interesting word for mm-hmm. this album. Um it's it's originated in 1300, which is a long time ago, uh, as an old English word. Uh, it means uh, at at one time it means at all times, all the time, forever and eternally, which is really interesting to me because that's like a very like like love marriage kind of thing. It's such a poetic word. Very poetic word. It sounds like I mean, well, we have nevermore mm-hmm. is like the most poetic word in the world. Um, but yeah, evermore just, it feels like the mid, like old English sitting in a cottage, you would say that word. Um, it's interesting to note, this is a random, (laughs) random thing that I came up with. Uh, it was originally written as two words before 1300. It was always, it's so the concept of evermore has always existed, but it was always spelled out ever space more Then in 1300. Uh, those two words became one Taylor Swift engagement confirmed. Uh, it's confirmed the theories. <laughs> um, but interestingly the UK traditional spelling of forevermore uh, which is also a word that uh, came later is actually spaced to be forevermore uh, which Taylor obviously deep in UK uh, stuff right now but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's interesting because as soon as we heard that I messaged you oh my gosh isn't that in like a couple of songs and you were like well forevermore is in a couple of songs but not evermore and I was like okay calm down <laughs> but technically if we go by the british spelling they are separate words so songs like welcome to new york new year's day a lot of new a lot of new songs interesting <laughs> feature that uh that way so welcome to new york i could dance this beat forever more uh new year's day you know the lyrics on this one I, you I and me forever more you and me forever more yeah which is also so, a poetic-esque line oh my gosh yeah um actually i think it's interesting because you do get like i could dance to this beat forevermore is like a bop line (laughs) and then new year's day is the poetic line so in my like a lot of the speculation that we've been talking about and we'll go into is we do think this is going to be a more upbeat album a more boppy album so the fact that i I like that the two other times she's used this word is bop and um poetic coming Mm -hmm. together as one i think is going to be an interesting thing for this this is, like we said, the sequel to Folklore. Me the and Devin sister flo- album. The sister album. Uh, we've floated a couple of sequel titles for this album. Uh, we 
we threw up a poll on on Instagram and it ended up coming back folklore a tale of two kitties um <laughs> which or three I'm really kitties. proud of tale of three kitties actually at this point that's gonna be the that's gonna be the trilogy confirmed, <laughs> confirmed. um so yeah tell me more about this album tell me more about the sister album aspect well of so it. you brought up a really good point earlier when we talked about how this is the sister album to folklore but all of the promotions for this album are in screaming color quote unquote and we talked about how the long pond sessions everything was this beautiful vibrant color and that's exactly the, the promotion for this album. So is this Folklore's extroverted, bubbly folk sister? Could it be a more optimistic parallel? We don't know. I'm hoping I, so. I think that's so funny, too, because like I remember when we were watching Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Sessions together, we were like, it's so weird. Why, like this, this era is not this bright, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like you, it looked like it wasn't even real. Like it looked like she put a filter on it even further to further accentuate the colors. So we were like, why is it so colorful? Yeah. Uh, and this really explains it. Like this could be, yeah, just like the, the next chapter, like slowly colors are coming together from this dark place. Well, to that's hopefully a happier place. That's what I'm curious about in terms of, was folklore the beginning of this pandemic when everything was very dark and dreary and now evermore is you're kind of seeing the end of the tunnel and there's a little bit of light there and who knows maybe this is more optimistic you can put a lot of emphasis on that little bit of light <laughs> just the tiny tiniest bit it's a tiny little bit but it's it's hopefully there um so this song this album again has 17 songs total 15 on the regular but 17 total which mm-hmm. is insane like like that's the thing is like we surprise album we were like shocked that it had 17 second surprise album we're like all right it's got to be like 10 there's no way she wrote 34 songs but i mean obviously there's every way she wrote 34 songs i'm sure she wrote 50 and had to trim it down um so but as we did before on the last reaction taylor swift averaged 14 songs a record so this is still above average it might have gone up a little bit from i don't have um uh folklore in there now but it's still Mm -hmm. right on right around uh average of 17 um and it's also interesting to note this is the third album in a row from taylor with 17 tracks yeah that's insane um the one thing i will say is that like we said the standard edition has 15 tracks we have two bonus tracks up from the one on folklore and we noted before we kind of had like a, a lull where there were no bonus tracks ever on reputation and lover so are we like slowly going back in the other direction are we starting to get more bonus tracks i hope so i mean especially with these re-records coming out i hope that bonus tracks continue to stay in her arsenal they have to i i they really do uh but i'm excited for that that's a cool trend to see like the the graph going up on the bonus track scale (laughs) so let's talk about the fact that this is her second album in a year this is the first time two albums in four months this is her third album in a year and a half Mm mm-hmm like that's so many. She's Lord, coming after Ariana's. What are you doing? <laughs> my my friend texted me when I when I texted her all this stuff because everyone I texted who's like not as big as Swifty as me was like, oh that's funny. Didn't she, like you're just joking? And I'm like, no, Mm-mm. I'm serious. And she texted back. She was like, yeah, um, at least Lord gives me time to enough time to process her album before she drops another one. Uh, <laughs> She's just, just insane. We get that. It's so. Mm-hmm crazy two albums in a year yeah all right do you want to get into some easter eggs because i don't know i mean she she 
trickled some stuff in, and I don't know how we didn't think of it. I think it was well, because who could? we just thought it was never possible. No, who could? Who in their right mind looks at like the only thing I can say the the most egregious thing was we just did not take it too far was when she posted not a long not a lot going on in the moment again, and we were like, what could it be? It can't be another well, no, album. That was before the Long Pond Yeah, we thought sessions, it was that. Right? We thought it was that. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. but like, I guess. She tricked us. I guess not a lot going on at the moment. If she ever tweets that again, it's a new album. album. It is synonymous mm-hmm. with new album. There is no other meaning they can have. And if she does do that, then, and she doesn't put out a new album, it's a tease and it's not okay. Yes. She has so set a So a couple different. <laughs> couple different Easter eggs. Uh, way back in May, May 7th, she posted something on Instagram, a picture with her chilling out in a sweater with daisies, holding a wine glass and saying big isolation with wine glass emoji and snake emoji. And people think this might have to deal with the song that we're going to speak about a little bit later, Champagne Problems, because that is the same name of the song as Katy Perry. Katy Perry's daughter's name is Daisy. Um, just the parallels between these two things. But that's kind of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Then we get into the infamous Not A Lot Going On At The Moment Part 2 on November 22nd. Like we said, this was before the Long Pond Studio session, so that's what we thought this post was directed at. Obviously not. If you look in the photo, there's a picture of a willow tree and an ivy hang like framed behind her that you see. And people were like, that's interesting, but now it makes sense. This craziness that pops up. So she tweeted, she quote tweeted a Rolling Stones article on December 4th. And it was basically just talking about, I think, their favorite albums of the year. And so she replies in like, um, in the little, what's the star things called? Um, Asterisks. They are asterisks? Okay. So she responds, cries in cottagecore, screams in soft lullabies, which we thought stolen lullabies potentially. Okay. Throws self into a base of a willow tree by a reflection pool at midnight. And no one questioned what the hell she meant. But willow tree, willow is the, you know, first single coming out. So the base of a willow tree by a reflection pool. That might be a lyric. Mm-hmm. At midnight. Midnight is when it's released. That's crazy to me. That's got to be further- that's gotta be the chorus though. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be the chorus of willow. Thrown into the base of a willow tree by a reflection pool. Maybe. I don't know. Continue. Go ahead. Then we go into the Entertainment Weekly covers, and she has one picture of her with a horse, and she's wearing this cool, like, Western-esque outfit, like, glamour Western, and could be about the song Cowboy Like Me. Again, just a small little thing. Uh, Speaking of Entertainment Weekly, she posted three of the cover photos on her Instagram story and she goes tis the damn season which we posted on ours like mm-hmm. yeah tis yeah. the damn season it's Christmas meanwhile it's a song yep. and we didn't even know it yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. she's sneaky she's so sneaky and then the piece de resistance she tweets yesterday on December 9th over here in folklore land we feel great about it thanks at LA Times and then nine different tree emojis. I And we just thought, what does that mean? What does how, nine trees mean? How have we hmm. not learned? Hmm. How have we not learned? It was way too outrageous to even That's the thing. Of. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that's what she is so happy about is like she 
she's so proud that she got us once and like she knew that there was no way we would ever think she would do it again and of course she just up and does it again it's- i just i yeah the, not a lot of people do i'm assuming it was her jack aaron joe and then stella mccartney who styled her these are like five people that are just sitting back watching everyone freak out about folklore and go they have no idea what's going on. I was going to say, could you, you imagine all of those interviews she did for the Long Pond Studio Sessions where mm-hmm. they're like playing this album together? Do you think there's going to be a second one where That's they already did it? Like, mm-hmm. like, did they record it at the same time? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Like, but like, imagine like they're sitting here like, I'm so curious to go back now and rewatch it after we listen to this album because there's got to be stuff in there mm-hmm. about this. There has to be. The, one, they might, they had to have either slipped or, or like, Taylor just cheekily mentioning it, like, and just mm-hmm. being like, I know I'm what sure. this is. And they might, like, get a smile from Jack of, like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. They don't, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that that Twitter post also says folklore land mm-hmm. because that introduces the concept of this world of folklore, this whole era that spans further than just one album. The theme park of broken hearts. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And in true Taylor fashion, there were 16 songs on the standard edition of Folklore, 15 on Evermore. What does that add up to? 31. Yep. That's a good one, too. I like that. That could be a reason why there were two bonus tracks. I mm-hmm. wouldn't put it past her. Um, yes. But the next thing so, I think the most interesting that I'm really excited about is, uh, I don't understand your notes here, but is this a trilogy? So people all over Twitter have been speculating that this could potentially be a trilogy. This is the second part. Who knows? I know someone had taken a screen grab of the three cardigan colors she released and noted that the white one is the only one that says folklore on it. Mm. And that there's like this pinkish one that could be this album because it's similar imagery. And then a green? And then the green, like the... Green gray? Isn't it like a green gray? Yeah. yeah. I think it's more it's green. It's gray, but like the the highlights mm-hmm. are green, yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Potentially that could be it. You noted here that it could be March 1st, a.k.a. 3-1. Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting because that's three months away. That's not like this was five uh, less than five months away. So it's still mm-hmm. uh, it, it'd be a, a very an even quicker turnaround. But geez, um, I, I don't know All how right. I feel about that. Like that's so much. I know if there's a third album, I'm. I'm jumping. <laughs> After I listen to it, I'm jumping. Yeah. Listening while jumping. Just skydiving. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be songs to jump to. Uh- <laughs> um, so, Devin, let's dive in. We did get another track listing right off the bat. Um, yeah. So we know every track she that's going to be us. on it. She, she feeds us. <laughs> she continues to just keep us fed um, in 2020. Yeah, so I'm really excited. We, we do everything in lowercase again, which is starting to get really infuriating for me. <laughs> Um, correct is not like that i don't know what happened like what happened in music that it feels like everyone's releasing lowercase uh track titles now i like it it's cute it's like an aesthetic aesthetic. yeah i can see that i Mm -hmm. i can't wait for the next capital album she has i do think it's interesting too like i just thought of this off the fly but like it's interesting that like this album is lowercase like she's whispering like this is mm-hmm. a quiet album. This is a low key album. This is this isn't something she's screaming. This isn't like this giant thing. She has no fanfare about it. So it's just very low case and just boop, just right there. Just lowercase. Doesn't matter, not huge. Just gonna leave this album here. Oh yeah, yeah. You you do whatever you want with it, but just uh, there it is. 
Um, All right. So 17 songs. Let's get into them. All right. So number one, we have Willow, the one with the music video uh, title track or not title track, but first track on the album. Um, One interesting fact. Willows are my favorite tree. I also love a good willow tree. I saw that and just like weeping willow trees mm, love them. I want, I've always said I wanted like to have a weeping willow tree on my property when I buy a house in 2067. Um, Over a nice little lake. Over a nice little lake or pond or a long pond. Who knows? Could be anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely love that. Uh, We, I've liked that we both actually love a willow tree. This, like we said, this is the cardigan of the album, but it's at track one. We do, I do wonder how is this intro going to be different than the one? Um, the one thing I will say, I'm doing better. <laughs> I Every, want some better. Everything stuff. got worse. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing that's interesting. So what's what's funny is, like we said, the the colorization and the style around this makes us think this could be a more upbeat album, but the the names of the titles and the and the themes around some of the songs still skew in the negative. So mm-hmm. a weeping willow tree is genuinely a pretty sad sight, a pretty somber sight. The one thing that's very interesting is in literature, it uh, weep, a willow tree symbolizes the moon, water, great grief, healing, and everlasting life. I think healing is a big one there, especially mm-hmm. with everything going on uh, in the world right now. Um, yeah. Water, obviously, because it's next to a lake lakes lakes mm-hmm. the um <laughs> but I, I think that's interesting but like i've never heard of a weeping willow tree and go wow happy like yeah i'm real yeah. happy um but one started off really boppy and positive and then mm-hmm. the rest of the album made you want to die um so i'm wondering if this is going to be the complete inverse of willow is going to start on a like a low note like a really like sad mm-hmm. somber opening and then open up into this this beautiful big number boppiness uh, yeah. in the rest of the album. And then we also have that potential lyric, uh, the base of a willow tree by a reflection pool, mm-hmm. potentially. So we'll see about that. Then we go into number two, champagne problems. I just think of Drake when I hear this. I don't know why. I, I can't think like I don't just like champagne poppy. I don't know how I feel about this one. Like this one has been the mm-hmm. most innocuous track for me. I haven't paid yeah. much attention to it. Someone mentioned that it could be potentially, like we said, about Katy Perry's baby. Um, I do like the, the similarity to the line from Invisible String, another axe to grind. Um, mm-hmm. Now she sends her baby's presence, sending Katy Perry's baby's presence again. Um, she, like we said, with the Instagram post that she made with the uh, champagne and the daisy pattern shirt. But the implications about champagne problems. That's uh, alcoholism. And, oh, uh, very true. Yep. And this is me trying about addiction. That could be mm. a continuation of that. But it could, like, there's so many things that could mean. Like champagne problems. Like champagne is a great thing. Like it, usually you only break out the champagne when you're celebrating something, when something's great. Problems are not great. They're <laughs> generally something you want to avoid. So I think it's interesting like uh, champagne problems. What could that be? You could have too many, too much of a good thing leads Mm. to something bad it could be too much celebration overshadows something else like if you're you're happy for or you should be happy you should be happy all the time but inside you're not um there's like a lot of things you can glean from that juxtaposition it's like an oxymoron like yeah there, there there shouldn't be champagne problems but i like the idea of what it is don't know how that fits into Katy perry's baby hopefully Katy perry's baby is not suffering from alcoholism 
but <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how this one. I don't know what to, what to make of this track. Yes. Then we go to the third one, which I'm pretty sure is going to be Jack Antonov's August, which is Gold Rush. So he has been posting about it like crazy on Twitter, on Instagram, the line potentially from this song, what must it like to grow up that beautiful, which I think is very interesting. I like that. And then he says Gold Rush forever, and he quotes Gold Rush, but just every letter has three letters it's like gold rush and i really want that to be like how she sings it like i want it to be this elongated dreamy-esque song stretched word singing <laughs> i actually think that'd be really cool i think like if she mm-hmm. does gold rush and like if if the in the production it like comes in at your left ear and goes over to your right and goes out mm-hmm. in like the way that the the lyric like gets, panic yeah like yeah is like a rush going through you i think that'd be mm-hmm. a really cool way to i just thought of that but i think that'd be a really cool way to do sound and do that in a song um one interesting note about this gold rush took place in 1848-49 well before the time period that we assumed folklore took place in the 1900s so but she talks about the 1800s and the EW interview. Yeah. She says she feels like a woman in the 1800s, like a pioneer woman so, during the gold rush. And I like I like the idea of what must it be like to grow up that beautiful. Reminds me of like her story about Rebecca Harkness. Like it could be just another girl that she decided to fixate on and write a story about. And this could be – I mean who's – Taylor Swift fixating on women? No. Oh, my God. Uh, Walked into that one. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I, I do think it's interesting like, – um, and we'll get into this later, but like, is there an, is the love triangle still in play here? Is there a brand new story? Are there new characters? There are a lot of names in these titles. So like, mm-hmm. I think, I think we could plant a flag on gold rush being, um, what, what's the word? Like a story song rather, or like a part of a, a story song. If, if we have that trilogy again, I could see gold rush being similar to last great American dynasty, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Cause they're both track threes. Yep. I can see that too. Um, then we get "Tis the Damn Season." Is this a holiday track on an album? That's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I I I love like when she came out with Christmas Tree Farm last year. She was like, "I don't know what to do with this. Like, I could I I don't know. I could wait and put it out on another album, or like I don't. I just put it out. Just there you go. Take it." Yeah. And I like that she was like, "Well, ah, screw it. I wrote another one. Put it on this album. Who cares?" I'm interested to see how it meshes with the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely seems like, it, like again, this could be a very upbeat one. Um, it, this is her first track ever with a curse word in the title, which mm-hmm. is insane and indicative yeah, of a crazy. lot of things. Um, I think also just crazy how many Christmas carols or Christmas songs have a curse word in them. How many Christmas songs have an explicit tag? Like there's not a lot of them. Um, I love that idea. Like, yeah, I'm going to be going to my Christian family's Thanksgiving or Christmas day and just be like singing tis the damn season. And my mom's going to be like, stop cursing. And I'm going to be like, I'm not. It's a Taylor Swift song. And they're going to have to be okay with it because that's the law. (laughs) I'm actually really excited about that one. Uh, but that's track four. What comes after track four, Devin? Could it be a track five? Oh my gosh. I can't believe I can't believe in June I did a whole presentation on track fives and who would if you would have told me oh well you have to add two more songs to that uh by the end of the year I'd be like are you I just thought of that what yeah we have to do another should have said so where I I uh break down tolerate it and see uh where that falls but I'm really interested in this one um 
I, the title itself. The last few track fives weren't crazy for me. I know the last one was insane for you, but I'm interested in this one. But again, I think she's. this is a sign she's getting away from relationships in a track five, unless mm-hmm. this is about um, a really sad part of a relationship. Um, either way, hopefully not. Uh, but there's so many implications with the way that this this with this the title of this track so tolerate it can be taken in many different ways number one it could be a command it could be you saying hey tolerate it i don't care like i don't care what you're thinking i don't care what your thoughts are tolerate what's going on right now mm-hmm. you just have to do it um or it could be the person saying like a reluctant admission like you just have to tolerate it like like you mm-hmm. just, just a shrug like and, a sadness to like, it yeah exactly like a sadness like what am i gonna do i just have to grit my teeth and and bear with it like and i think those they're so different those two different uh like ideas behind it i i'm excited to see if she plays on that um i'm excited to see yeah i'm excited to see what she she does with it so like i said uh this is someone being forced to deal with a situation or a person they aren't happy with i wonder if taylor can relate to that um like i said one is very forthright and assertive and the other is very docile and submissive so like it's just so interesting. This is probably my honestly. I love this part of um of breaking down these albums. It's so fun to just pick like no context whatsoever. Try to figure mm-hmm. out these these song titles and what they could mean. Yeah. If only we had more time. <laughs> I know it is currently as we are talking almost seven thirty. So we're trying to get this episode out to you as quick as we possibly can. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, uh, do you have anything uh untolerated? I mean, it could be the inverse to My Tears Ricochet. It's a, you know, like you said, very similar situation. It could be, well, this is what it is. You got to tolerate it. Is it her telling him to tolerate it? Him telling her to tolerate it? Both? We don't know. I think it would be really cool if she does a flip. Um, If -hmm. she does, like, in the beginning, it's her tolerating it. But then when she left uh, Big Machine Records, now they have to tolerate her. Yep. I think that'd be a, a fun way to do that um, and make it a twist. And it feels like a very Taylor Swift thing because she's very big in the bridge, changing the meaning of the whole song, as we mentioned in our last episode. I think that yes. could be the way that this goes. Dude, could you imagine if we're right about like a third of the things we're saying right now? I will never right shut up about folklore? it. I will never shut up about it. Um, No. <laughs> so we don't have a good track record. <laughs> I think we're gonna get better. I think we're maybe by T, maybe by uh, TS thirteen. We'll we'll do it. Uh, all all right. right. Next track. Nobody, is track no crime. Six, featuring Haim, who is this is the first time they have ever done a song together. But they've been in the squad for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Love my girls, my sisters. I have a sister no idea album. what they are. I I've never listened to them. I thought a sister they were album models. with the three sisters. I just thought they were models. <laughs> no, they have they have great songs, and this is why I think this song is going to be a low key bop. I think that the pacing and like the rhythm of Nobody No Crime, mm. I think that's a great hook. It's very much like, it feels like a Reputation era song. Like it definitely mm-hmm. like I can see a sway to it. Um, I can feel a beat, a hook like in the in the chorus to it. I I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a little bit of a departure from the. Yeah, but I'm also like I have a um. I have an interesting prediction for this one that I could be wrong. I just started throwing predictions at a wall, so mm-hmm. I'm, hopefully I get one right. Uh, I think this could be just another soon you'll get better or breathe where it is a feature of someone, but mm-hmm. you don't even – if you're like me and you're de- tone deaf, you can't even hear where the feature is. Um, soon you'll get better. You could, you could 
literally point to me where the chicks come in and sing on that song i would never hear mm-hmm. it same with uh i never knew colby calais was in breathe and i mm. still am not sure about it <laughs> i really think i think they're gonna have a verse that's my I, I would love them to i i would i prefer mm-hmm. them to um but just based on like what i've seen before i would not be surprised if if it was that was the case yes this is my favorite then we, one we get into a song track seven happiness which is a sign that it could be a positive upbeat record. This is uh this is me and Devin being uh the dog and cat, uh where Devin is the dog about happiness and I'm the cat. I think this could be the saddest song on the album. Which I would be crushed. <laughs> I would be elated. Um no, I love the idea of um this song being about how unattainable happiness is. Uh, she had that whole theme in peace. What if I could mm-hmm. never give you peace? If I could never give you happiness? Um, I think it's also interesting. I just thought of this too. Ed Sheeran has a song called Happier, and that song is one of the most gut-punching, horrific, amazing songs I've ever heard. So, I mean, this could just follow in those footsteps. I think she loves a good bait and switch, so I think this mm-hmm. could be a very sad song. Um I love that. Yeah, right? Isn't that cool? I'm excited for this one a lot. Um, it's just like also because like, I mean, there's no way she's going to be talking positively about happiness. Like, Probably not. Like, there's no way. She's too like mentally messed up, just like all of us. Like, happiness is difficult. It's hard to achieve. It's hard to maintain. Like, it, I feel like this song is going to be all about that. And I think that's something we need right now. We need, we need to be told that happiness isn't easy we need to be told that happiness yeah. is work it's hard and we need to have that come from the best person in the world <laughs> all right so track eight dorothea old people names. Love, i i love that old person name and i think she does too i think she has like a soft spot for it, old people it sounds like someone who would play in the game zathura <laughs> like, what is the there's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing. It's like uh Magrathea too. Like it's just I keep mm. thinking of like these weird sci-fi things that go with Dorothy. It sounds like a planet. Um I feel like I don't like the song already. Uh I'm getting a strange inkling based on the title. I don't really like old old names. Um it really depends. It's very hit or miss, but this one is not one that I can really get behind for some reason. I can't Both fathom I- what it's about either. Yeah, it might be another story thing, but I really this both of these albums have a lot of female names in mm-hmm. them. Uh, I mean, this is she had Betty in the last one mm-hmm. as a just a Betty title. August. August, it, it, it yeah, actually ended up being a mm-hmm. name. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I really don't know. Um, I'm interested to see. I really hope we do have a another mixed story. I hope we get a little bit more of the um of the love triangle and i think we i hope we get a new story too with new with new characters um dorothea means god's gift in greek that's all i found we tried to look up and see if there were any famous dorotheas but we couldn't really pinpoint anyone that we thought taylor would have a link to well let's talk about track nine coney island featuring the national so aaron desner in this song feature second feature Mm mm-hmm what was the well, what did Reputation have? How many features did Reputation have? It had Endgame. Is that it? Uh, Bad Blood, I guess, eventually had a feature, but it wasn't on the main album. This might be the album with the most features she's had ever. Maybe Red with Gary Lighthouse. Edge. Yeah, Red probably is the last one that had the most. Interesting. 
Yeah, but so this is the second New York landmark reference after the High Line in last album. In Besides, uh, just in this era, mm-hmm. you know, in not this welcome era, to yeah. New York, obviously, yeah. yeah. So I saw this interesting tweet that says that Coney Island could be a reputation reject track where some pre-look-what-you-made-me-do tweets surfaced and talk about the alleged track saying potential lyrics right here. Where the darkness never fall, where our love's perfectly drawn, where we wasted and sadly broke right here, the Coney Island morn. Which really? sounds sad. Oh, yeah. Sounds depressing. It's I crazy because, it. again, like, I think this album is going to be a dichotomy. I think it's going to be a happiness on the surface. It's going to be the hey-ya of Taylor Swift. It's going to be, wow, it sounds so happy. Like, Coney Island is a fun, happy place. And then sadness. Champagne mm-hmm. problems champagne happy problem sad like i think this is going to be a lot of that style of like a one-two punch of happy sad happy sad um and i i mean when i heard coney island i was like that sounds like a fun upbeat song Mm -hmm. i can't imagine i wanted it it to be a jack antonoff song and i don't think Aaron makes bops i think he makes the the downtrodden Mm -hmm. yeah yeah then we get into track 10 ivy about Beyonce's guard daughter, another daughter. Um, no, I don't. I don't really know anything about this album uh, or this song. I keep seeing people saying this one they're really excited about on social media. Um, mm-hmm. My first thought is it might be if if we do get an continuation of the love triangle, is it we're gonna get the scene of the garden with Betty and James? Mm-hmm. Because as as Taylor Swift said in the Long Pond Studios, they did end up getting back together. So Betty did take him to the garden, like James asked in the song. Ivy grows in a garden. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I also, yeah, I think Ivy can look beautiful as well, but there can also be poison Ivy. Oh, have you ever seen morning glories? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. They're like an Ivy that grows up a, um, a wall and they only bloom at 6am like, or really early in the morning. But when they do, it's gorgeous. And then the other time they just all look like Ivy and it's so mm-hmm. innocuous. It's so cool. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it'd be cool as the garden. Whenever I picture the garden from Betty, I always imagine one of those, like, uh, cast iron arches with, like, ivy mm-hmm. growing up it. So, I feel like it could be that. I That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't know about this one. I do. Track 11. Cowboy Like Me? Is this her return to country? Is it Betty Harmonica? Is this Casey Musgraves? Is she giving me yeehaw? Ye, and I can't express this enough. Ha. Huh. <laughs> um, it is the most country thing ever. Like, the next, what is the next song going to be? Save a, save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Like, this is the most, like, Tim McGraw sounding, cunt, like, country song. I can hear the sp- mm-hmm. the spurs in her boots on this, like, <laughs> just reading the title. Um, Again, it could play back into the Gold Rush theme. Cowboys mm-hmm. were prevalent back then. If this album is 100, before, 100 years before folklore, could be evermore the prequel, weirdly. This cannot be from her perspective, though. Oh, She's 100%. not a cowboy. She's not. Not anymore. She gave up that life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did take that picture with the horse. She did take that picture with the horse. She is a horse girl. Um, mm. Through and through. This one, we, I think we both randomly gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But we have no notes on it. <laughs> we no. just have, we really like the title. Long story short. And that's it. That's, that's a long it. story short. We like the song. We like the song. Uh, the one thing I will say to it is it does remind me of the story of us. I used to think one mm. day I'd tell the story of us. Well, long story and short. long story short. Here it mm-hmm. is. 
Um, there's another old person name. This is the nursing home of albums uh, for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Track 13, Marjorie, which someone quickly pointed out that is her grandmother's name which is a parallel to folklore's track 15 epiphany which is about her grandfather track 13. which i think is a really yeah i thought you said 15. i think that's a really not 13 i think it's a really cute note as well that you know 13 her lucky number they're both about her grandparents both about family i think that's interesting because like like we said this album is, and the last one so autobiographical so non-autobiographical that mm-hmm. she picks the album that or the the number that represents her to be one of the only songs about her. I think mm-hmm. that's a cool little nod. Yeah. I have no interest in. I think it's going to be really sweet and cute. I mean, you love Epiphany, so I'm sure this is going to be Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> uh I like this one. I like the next one Closure uh is track 14. Uh, but it's not the closing song. Well, that's the thing that's fun about Closure is do you ever really get it? um mm-hmm. yeah no i i love the idea of closure um i'm obsessed with it i love it like i'm a very relationship psychology kind of person so i love the idea of how closure works in a relationship where people are like go out of their way to make to ruin their mood and day because they need closure um and stuff like that and they just they're willing to keep a link to someone open because they want that closure when the best is just to cut it all off and you'll get that um, but I, I love the concept of closure. I've always been obsessed with it. Um, or you chase closure I, and then end up getting back together with your ex. I've done that like way too many times. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Uh, but I, I think this is a cool idea as the continuation of James and Betty's story. They got closure in the garden. That's what we were told. That's what we can assume. So is this song going to be the bow on the top of the James and Betty story? It could potentially be. Yeah. And then... The actual closing track off of the standard edition, the title track, Evermore featuring Bon Iver. This is a title track. We haven't had one since Lover. Folklore did not have a title track. Yeah. I'm excited. This is the first time we get a repeat guest feature, Bon Iver twice. And this is the first time that we have a guest included in the closing track. Wow. Lots of firsts. Mm-hmm. Lots of firsts on the, on the second. <laughs> I'm excited. Bon Iver, like, Exile is one of those songs that, like, I feel like I always undervalued. But every time it comes on, it gives me chills. And I appreciate it more. And I'm so excited to see more of it. Like, I loved that that song. And I loved what they mm-hmm. did with it. So, I mean, I, yeah, throw me more of it. I'll take it. Exactly. And so this, I mean, it could be about this track or just the album in general. It's because it's called Evermore. Um, during that EW interview, she mentions the year 1830. And so Emily Dickinson, the famous poet, was born on December 10th, 1830. She decides to announce this album today, December 10th. And then Emily closed off one of her poems to her lover, Sue, with the word forevermore. Like, that's not... And Emily Dickinson did most of her writing in isolation. Is, is Emily Dickinson American or, or English? want to say English. If she is, there's a space between that for and evermore. Mm. I did the research. <laughs> is Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and that's, that's a good point. Yeah, Emily wrote most of her songs or her uh, poems in isolation. Um, I unfortunately have not read. Oh, no, she was her. an American poet. I could see that. Yeah, I, 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 uh, yeah. Um, but still forevermore. 
it's mm-hmm. still evermore's in there um there's i want did you see the, the show on apple plus or whatever apple tv plus about emily dickinson with Haley no. seinfeld okay no. cool check that out cool plug for that show about emily dickinson um that's okay. definitely not accurate to emily dickinson's real life anyway then we get bonus tracks. two <laughs> bonus tracks yes so we didn't write anything really about these because we're not gonna find anything out about them for a while just like we did with the lakes but just let's talk about the track titles right where you left me where who who left who where <laughs> who left who where i love that at the at the doorstep at the, oh. and then and then the final bonus track it's time to go where are they going they go to the lakes who knows it's i time like to go. i like that because it does it does feel like uh evermore is the the bookend and then you bought another book uh and you need to buy a second book i don't know how bookends work um but it definitely mm-hmm. like it's time to go sounds like the last song sounds like the true blue last song well you thought the lakes she was leaving and then she said never mind here's another whole album and hopefully so we could be saying the same thing you know it's time to going. go hopefully she's it's time going. to go back to the drawing board to release another album gotta make that trilogy man um so, all right so lyrics we know so aaron desner has been tweeting a storm up today and he tweeted two different lyrics potentially this we think they're lyrics he goes the road not taken looks real good right now, which I think is comparative to illicit affairs take the road less traveled by. And we talk about it a lot in past episodes, how it relates to that Robert Frost poem. She loves that poem and she mm-hmm. keeps referencing it. And I, I like that she she's obsessed with that idea. This is like, again, like the dichotomy part of this thing of like the happiness, sadness. There's two roads. Um, Do you want to place love... the bet on what lyric or what song it's in? The road, the road not, not taken, taken looks, looks good a- now. Um, I'm going to go with happiness. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. happiness. It sounds like a depressing lyric. You chose wrong and now you're not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I think it is in, I want to say cowboy like me kind of. I was thinking that one too. That was going to be mm-hmm. my second. Like roads? Yeah. Cow- Cowboys and- have roads. <laughs> I mean, who knows? These can both be on Willow, and we could be wrong. And then the second will be. lyric. The second lyric, I'm fine with my spite and my tears and my beers and my candles. That's got to be Cowboy Like Me. Beers. Yeah. Just beers. I, that's yeah. the only reason. I mean, that's a really crappy connection there, but that's the only one I can think of. I'd say either that or Willow. I can see that, too. Candles. And then a potential lyric, which we don't know, but Jack or Aaron Desner um, put on his Instagram story, him FaceTiming Jack Antonoff, and he put a little caption on it and said, a tiny screen's the only place I see you now. I, Which I don't know if that's a lyric or not. If it is, I'm going to guess closure. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I think closure. I think that's a good one. I can't really see it in I'm excited any for, other song, really. I'm excited for Tuesday when we drop the, the album, or we drop the episode, we were wrong again the entire time. All right. <laughs> just, we were wrong. So we got a couple more segments we got to power through for this one. So questions. Okay. What are the questions we have about this album? So will there be another album? Will this be a trilogy? We touched base on it before, but do you think that's a possibility? I think it is just because a duology is a very rare thing. Mm-hmm. So And Taylor Swift is very, I would think... She's she's weird because she's very like trailblazery and she's very traditional at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I can see her wanting the tra- I don't I I just can't see her wanting the trailblaze a duology. I think she is 
she would want to do a trilogy. Um, I think, and I think it's something that she would love to strive for. Like I can see her going, yeah, no one does trilogies of music. I want to do a trilogy. Like I can see her wanting to, to pave that. Um, so I want this to just be a two. Also fool me once. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. Um, so the next question we have is, is this a continuation of prior storylines, Betty and James? Some of these song titles could reference that very well. Like, again, I mean, mm -hmm. granted, Betty and James is a relationship. Most songs that she writes can be about a relationship. But I'm interested to see the only difference is, is the time period. Is this a different? That's the, that's the last question we have. Is it a different time period? Lots of mm -hmm. 1800 references. Are we going to, is the next time going to be the Renaissance? Like, what's going on? Why Even are we just going the back images that she's put out, like the, the screen cap for Willow. Mm. Where she's in that like ball gown type nightgown dress. Yeah. Uh, Potentially. And the the braids that she has, I don't know yeah. what. That braiding is tail. braiding is a new. It's insane. Anyway, it's a fishtail braid. All right, okay. so predictions. All right. Let's get it. What do we think based on nothing? This is my favorite part of the thing. Is what do we think our favorite songs are going to be? Devin nailed it with August. Mm -hmm. Devin killed it with August. I don't think I did nearly as well as you in the in right. our folklore one. So Devin, what do you so, what do you think your favorite songs are going to be? Wow, we, have we both like shotgun this. We pick like half of them. <laughs> we think I think there's going to be we picked a lot of similar ones. We both picked Willow. Yep. Uh we both picked Tis the Damn Season. <laughs> and that's it. So I picked Cowboy Like Me. Mm -hmm. I really think it's going to be a country country thing going on i picked uh coney island just mm -hmm. because i think that that's gonna be i love coney island so i'm placing my money on it evermore the title track i think is gonna be really good especially because boney Vare's in it and he has not disappointed me yet i think marjorie is gonna be a very sweet song i think gold rush is gonna be an underrated bop and those are my predictions what about you i have willow and tis the damn season uh i have the track five tolerated i think you got mm. the last track five so it only makes sense that i get this one um but i like the literary aspect of it and if i'm right i know i'm gonna love it even more uh long story short the title just reminds me of speak now and i think that's something that like obviously i'm a huge speak now head so mm -hmm. if this song's anything like that closure being the same thing it's a very sad relationship sounding song i know i like that kind of stuff <laughs> and i have if it's sad happiness <laughs> only if it's sad only if it's sad. otherwise only if it's sad. then we go into our least favorite so we both put dorothea i'm kind of changing my mind though i think it might be sweet but that's the one i'm kind of iffy about who knows and then <laughs> i like how we both put happiness i put happiness if favorite. happy <laughs> mm -hmm. if happiness is an upbeat song I, it'll be one of my least favorites um i put dorothea yeah it's just weird dorothea marjorie i i don't know like I hate I hate talking negatively about Taylor. Like it's so weird to like say this is gonna be my least favorite. Um, but I mean I'm I'm gonna love all of these. I'm gonna love them all. Um, but mm -hmm. I just think I'm gonna yeah. gravitate towards the the ones that I pushed up at the top. Gold Rush, I don't know. I, I I something about it. I don't think I really like it. I feel like if it is Last Great American Dynasty, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on it. Champagne Problems again. I don't. I think I also agree with you on that. On Champagne Actually, problems. before we go to what we're curious about, what do you think is your number one? Pick your number one. Pick your August, and I'll pick my piece. Uh, my number one, if it is sad, is going to be happiness, 100%. Um, if it's not sad, I'm going to go with long story short. Those, are going to, those two I'm choosing as my de facto favorites. 
I think I think we can discount Willow because it's the it's the um single and obviously Cardigan was amazing yeah. so I'm assuming mm-hmm. that one's going to be up there regardless. I kind of want to say Gold Rush. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I think my top 3 I think they're going to be uh, I don't know where Cowboy Like Me stands but I think Gold Rush, Coney Island and Marjorie. I think Cowboy Like Me is going to be our Betty towards. of this of this one. I think it's going to start off really high and then it's going to end towards the bottom middle. Um, yeah. So so what are we curious about? What are the songs that we're really interested in learning more about but don't really want to pick favorites? Mm-hmm. I think Long Story Short is going to be an interesting one for me. And then No Body, No Crime, I'm very interested to see how very this Very 1989 reputation sounding song. So I think I think you nailed that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Me for is Ivy because I just don't know what that song could be about. It's just an enigma. Evermore, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to end up loving the song like Exile. I just, I think ex- I'm exactly, yeah. I'm going to undervalue it, but it's going to be a lot higher than I ever put it or give it the credit for. Uh, it's time to go. I'm just interested. Lakes was a really awesome breakout song that I didn't expect anything out of. And I'm excited to see what that one is. And Cowboy Like Me is the same thing. Uh, if it's like Kelsey Ballerini or something like that, or it goes back into old Taylor, I'm here for it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So two last things before we wrap up, we're getting close. So, so close uh, to the end. <laughs> one thing I will say, uh, I have a gambling addiction ish, just yes. a little bit, just a tiny bit. It's totally under control. Um, How I have not gambled in a while, but I did get into sports betting this, uh, this year. And I kind of want to bring that over to here in this fun little ending game for this. So, Devin, how do you feel about wagering? Would, would you like to wager an iced coffee against me on this? Ooh, I do like a good ass coffee. Just like a, just a tiny little wager, nothing huge. Uh, so I'm going to bet you a coffee. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do uh, an over-under bet. So for those of you that are not familiar with sports betting, which I imagine is a lot of you, uh, neither was I mm-hmm. before this year. Including, including me. Including Devin. So basically the way an over-under works is you get a thing and then you, you, bet, you get a number that is determined by the casino. I'm the casino this time. Uh, and that casino determines if you think if you think some, that event is going to happen more or less times than that number that was given. So we're going to bet on the number of curse words in the album. This is going to include if it's in a chorus and repeated in the chorus like Betty. Um, so the number, the total number of times we hear a curse word. So we have one, two, three, four, five. We have seven, uh, six and a bonus track uh, <laughs> curse words that we're going to choose here. Uh, and I put in the lines. I have some data on the other ones. I could be wrong, though. I did not do a lot of research on the data over there. So we're going to mm-hmm. start with hells. How many times do we think Taylor Swift is going to say hell on this album? Uh, on f- I'm just going to go off of folklore. On folklore, she said it twice. So mm-hmm. the line that we have for this one is four. So do you think she's going to say more hell more than four times or less than four times? I'm going on the over for this one. Okay, I'm taking the under. So that's perfect. That works out really well. Uh, the next mm-hmm. one we have is Dams. Uh, because Dam is in the title of a song, I put the line a lot higher. Uh, so I have it at 6.5. Uh, the reason, this is a weird one. I'm going to explain this for, for betting. The reason we do a 0.5 there is so that way, if you think it's 6, but you don't want it to, like, you don't want it to go above 6, you don't want to pick under mm-hmm. It just gives it, if it's over, it's seven. If it's under, it's six, basically. That's the easiest yeah. way to do it. We both went mm-hmm. over. We yes. both chose over. All right. For last, so that one's a wash. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is an interesting one. A words. And I'm going to start believing myself here because we do want to keep this uh, clean tag for this one. Uh, a mm-hmm. words. Uh, ASS. Um, 
Taylor Swift has never said this word in uh, in a song mm. before. So I have the line at 0.5. Either zero mentions of it or one or more. Um, I took the over. I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly don't think it's going to happen, but I wanted to go against you. And I think nobody, no crime is a good way for her to get that even uh, mm. ooh, i will say we're gonna say the song itself so she doesn't have to sing it so if haim sings it it still counts it's gonna okay. be in the lyrics of the the song um the b word uh she said it once on folklore um and i can't i couldn't find any anywhere else um the line for this one is 1.5 i feel like taylor is not a huge fan of this word I, as, as mm-hmm. i've learned uh, most women are not a huge fan of this word um, so I can't imagine she uses it often. Um, I still take the over on it. I'm going to take the under. Okay. All right. Uh, we're getting closer. So S words. Uh, Taylor mm-hmm. has said this three times. This is the one she's actually most frequently said uh, in both uh, interviews now and songs. So I have the line at four. So I'm taking the over. I think she's going to really and, let, I'm t- and I'm taking the I think under she's again. really going to let loose with it. Uh, and then finally, yeah. or I guess the penultimate, we have the F word. So mm-hmm. we had three F words. First time ever. She had an interview the other day where she said, uh, someone asked her, how does it feel to say the F word in a song? And she said, it felt effing awesome. She is. So the reason we're doing this too is because she has just been on a cursing rampage. She has been making it very clear in every form of social media inter- interview media that she's in that she is a cursor now. She is not this like nice, mm-hmm. innocent woman. She is a normal human being that uses curse words. So F words over under of four. That's one more than on folklore. And I think she's going to go over I it. I do too. I'm really I think she's ballsy it. now. I think she's mm-hmm. really ballsy and she's she's dipped her toe in on folklore and I think she's going to dive a little I don't know if she's going to dive all the way in but I think she's going to dive a little bit deeper. So the bonus That's why I'm taking the under. Yeah. You're taking the under of F words? Well, no, no, no. Oh, Just of in a general, lot of them. I feel like I'm taking more unders because mm-hmm. I think she's dipping more into it but I think she's still going to be a little bit more reserved. I also wanted to make sure that we had differing enough differing opinions that someone can actually win a night. <laughs> and we don't yes, just tie. Um, the bonus track that we have for this one. This is an interesting one. I just had to throw it in there. MF. Uh, Mofo. Do we think she is going to use this term in this album? Uh, I have the line at 0.5. I don't think so. She's never said it. Uh, I think you're correct too, but I'm very hopeful. So I'm going for over. I'm not going to count that one towards the uh, towards the the bet. But uh, I think that's okay. a fun one to add in there as well because I think that's an extra uh, step. So that's our that's our bets. Um, I'm really excited about that one. I think that's a fun little game to play, and I'm excited to I'm excited to when it comes up again and we do our live reaction uh, to just see the explicit tags. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right, so we're closing out now. We have about th- four hours for the show to come out. Uh, after as us closing this we're hoping to get this up by nine so you guys can listen to it before midnight um if you are listening please subscribe on whatever platform you you have tell a friend about us share us rate us five stars on apple music it really helps us out yes it does and follow us on social media subscribe on youtube leave a comment dm us let us know what you think if you have an uh an idea for an episode please drop us a link uh, actually 
we have so much. Doesn't matter we have now. So many episodes now. We have no time to do anything. If you have something about, uh, if you have something about Evermore that you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. If you hear something cool, let us know. Thank you. We will be going live at midnight on our social media, live reacting to it, and then we will be releasing an episode on Tuesday with our reactions. So, like we say every episode, but stressing it now, come, come back. back. We'll be here.